between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say, I say unto you that except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, that you have no life in you. Praise God. And whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. Praise the Lord. And he that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me, and I in him. Amen. And as the living Father has sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eateth me shall live by me. Praise God. And this is that bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers did eat manna and are dead. And he that eateth of this bread shall do what? Shall live forever. Praise the Lord. Um, so Jesus speaking concerning um, eating his flesh. If we look at verse 50, verse 50, um, or from verse 48, it says that I am that bread of life. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven, that a man may eat thereof and not die. And I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I, I do what I give for the life of the world. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Um, Father, I, I pray I commit tonight unto your hands. I pray that you will use the time we have to bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, so this issue of eating the, the provision of God, um, it's very clear that the, the house of God um, is a house of bread, actually. It's a house of uh, where God will, will give his people, things, praise the Lord, to eat. And we said that this eating of the bread of God begins right from the, um, the, the realm of Christ, praise the Lord, in the book of Psalm, Psalm 132, let's see. 
praise God. Verse, verse 13, Psalm 132. Psalm 132, verse 13 says, For the Lord had chosen Zion. He had desired it for his habitation. And this is my rest forever. Praise God. This is my rest forever. Here will I dwell, for I have desired it. And I will abundantly bless her provision. And I will do what satisfy her, her poor with what? With bread. So I will abundantly bless her provision. So it's very clear the, pro, the provision of, of Zion is bread. And, and with bread, he said he will satisfy the poor with bread. So bread, having bread in the house of the Lord um, is... is is heaven's own aspect, is God's own faithfulness to his, to his own people. Praise God. Um, so, but when it comes to the area of um, everlasting life, as we have been looking at, they, they bring a higher emphasis on eating, like we've been saying, on eating and being able to partake and being able to eat of the bread which God is bringing to men. And that's where we have problems in being able to eat what heaven has brought um, because of um, we have been structured and we have been designed not to eat, not to be able to eat. One of the signs of sickness is the inability to eat. So we have been designed not to be able to eat what God is bringing to us. Praise God. We have sickness of eating spiritual things. Praise God. Um, By spiritual things, I mean things of God. We have sickness of eating things of God. Well, when... The world brings its own things. Our mouth is open wide like this. And we consume indiscriminately, praise God, the things that the world brings to us. Uh, but when, when God begins to bring his own things, we begin to act like sick people, like, like people who are not okay um, when God is bringing his own things. So... Something is not right with us. Praise God. We are sickly. Very, very sickly. Um, so heaven, heaven needs to help us. Heaven needs to bring help to us to be able to have the ability to eat things that are not natural things that are not carnal. Praise the Lord. Um, this is the training of, uh, this is the real training of spirituality. Um, where spirituality starts is by, in the place of feeding. Praise God. Um, so, so some of us have 
felt that we have fed, but we have not really fed. We have, because just being around the word or being around the provision doesn't mean that we have fed on the provision. So if we are not, if we haven't fed, what will happen is strength will be lacking. We will lack strength, we will lack the ability which the provisions of God is supposed to give to our soul. Praise the Lord. Um, so this, this aspect of feeding, now yesterday we were looking at something, we are seeing um, that the, the, the feeding or we are looking at the connection between the provision of Jesus' light, praise God, and the flesh, life in the flesh or the natural life as we know it. And we're seeing that um, there is actually a requirement for the, the participation of the, of the, the body of man. Praise God. You know, the Bible says that all, that our entire spirit, soul, and body might be found blame, blameless unto his appearing. Praise the Lord. Now that his appearing... Um, is not necessarily rapture or anything like that. It's talking about the appearing of the Son of God. Um, that um, when the Son of God is, up, is appearing to his soul, he's coming to look for blamelessness with a person. And that blamelessness, he's looking for blamelessness in the entirety of the, of the being, the, entire, the entirety of the person should be found what? Should be found blameless. Spirit, soul, and what? Spirit, soul, and body. Spirit, soul, and body must come together. Praise the Lord. What did I say? Spirit, soul, and body must come together. So there has to be a wholeness um, with a person um, who the Son of God will come to when he will appear and begin to speak to the to person. When I say the son of God, I mean, of course, the son of God who is um, bringing the gospel of the actual life which man is meant to have. That son of God is the son of God of John chapter 3, who is said that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, so that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but shall have what? Everlasting life. So, the, the giving of the Son of God is the, the giving of everlasting life to the souls of men. So when the Son of God is coming, um, is coming to, um, to look at people who are at a particular state, who are not just holy, but they become without blame, according to Ephesians chapter 1, that we should be holy and then without blame, where then, then later we'll, become, we'll come before him in love. Now, being before him in love is the final, the final journey of the soul. But first, the soul must be holy, and then the soul must become blameless. The, 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 plow, the point of blamelessness um, is actually the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Uh, when a soul um, has come into the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that soul has become blameless. Praise God. That, 
without blame. The soul has been before without blame. Why is it without blame? Because the soul has been has been faithful. Even though the soul is not, it hasn't come into the, the main estate for man, but with that which he has been committed to, it, he has done enough of it, and he has done it well to become what? To become blameless. So the, the blameless man is a godly man. A man who is godly um, is, a, is a soul that is without blame. And then that soul, when the soul has been found blameless, they will bring now begin to bring the soul before who? Before, before him. Praise the Lord. Amen. Um, now, the, for a soul to be, to, to come into a place where his entire spirit, then soul and body has come together into the point of blamelessness. So it means that spirit, soul, and body is expected to arrive at the place of blamelessness. The place where you are without blame. Like your whole spirit, your whole soul and body, that word wholeness is talking about the entirety of a person. That that's what the entirety of a person should come into what? Blamelessness. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Uh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, how will a soul become blameless before God? The soul cannot be blameless before God if the soul has not received the provisions of God. Right? The soul must have what? Received what? Received, the soul must have received the provisions of God in order to be blameless. Any soul that hasn't received what God has given to the soul, they will, they will find there will be a blame to soul. Heaven, blame means that is, um, praise God, the soul has some kind of blemish. Amen. There's something about the soul that's not the way God sees the soul. And God has designed and God desires for what the soul to what? For the soul to be like. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. So it's very clear that a soul cannot be blameless if they are not faithful. And faithfulness in the spirit begins with little. That any soul that is not as the entire parable of the talents, that is a, is a parable to check if souls are faithful. And then when, when, like when the master came back and he began to ask questions, the one who wasn't faithful with little, um, that one was the one who, was, who had blame, right? He was not blameless. Uh, praise the Lord. Because of the, he failed with the issue of faithfulness. Praise God. So faithfulness, um, a soul that is not faithful with little will not be faithful with much. That if you are faithful with little, and then you will be faithful with much. A soul that has not been found faithful with little will not be what? Will not be faithful with, with much. Praise God. And so these things are the attitudes of men that fight their, that make, that fight man come into a place of 
being acceptable to God. Praise the Lord. The, the state of being blameless is a state that makes you acceptable because it's from being blameless you cross into being before him. So no one who, is, who has blame will come before him. So any soul that is blameless is a soul that has been accepted, that will be, that will be accepted. Now that accept, accepting is the accepting of sons. Praise the Lord. The sons who have been able to endure the dealings, praise the Lord, of the father, the dealings which the father is bringing to them. And what's the first, the main dealing of the father, the main job of the father is provision, is to provide. Um, is to provide what materials, the mo- and the most fundamental thing which a father provides is food. Food is the basic thing which a father what, provides. So the provision of the father is, which, when he's dealing with someone, for example, the book of Hebrew was talking about, a, it's actually a, a kind of an exhortation, a conversation, which is surrounds a dealing which is around a soul. But it's a particular dealing for sons, praise the Lord, which is a speaking, which speaketh to you as unto sons, that you should not, who whom God loves, he chastises, and then every son whom he received, who he will, he will what? He will scourge every son whom he received. Praise the Lord. And you see the same attitude of the father in the book of um, John chapter 15. He spoke about the vine. He said, I am the vine. He said, the father is the husband man. Praise the Of course, the, the husband man is actually the person who planted the vine himself, like, like the Lord planted Jesus. Of course, you know that Jesus he as a vine is not the eternal picture of him in the way he was always, he was never, never always a vine. Praise God. It was him being a vine was talking about his, his, the way he's situated in the arena of men. So when he brought him down to the earth, the purpose of bringing Jesus to the earth is so that he can be planted up on the earth. And when he's planted, that he should be able to have branches that are engrafted into him. And so the person who planted Jesus is the father. Jesus is actually the planting of the father who should grow up into a fruitful vine. Praise the Lord. And his fruitfulness will be, will be through you and I, will be extensions of himself who will then bring forth fruit. He has called us, praise the Lord, John chapter 15, that we should bear fruit, much fruit. We should bear much fruit, much fruit. And then our fruit should, what? Our fruit should remain. Amen. So when the father is dealing with the tree or the vine and dealing with the branches and all of that, he's pruning it. Anyone that doesn't bring fruit, he prunes it. All of that is to his strength. He has to make sure that the vine is without blame. The father's eyes are sensitive to defects and blemishes. Praise the Lord. So, like fruitfulness is a blemish in the spirit. When a soul is not fruitful, it's a blemish in the spirit. When a soul is not fruitful, it's what? It's a, it's a blemish in the spirit. It's what makes a branch unfruitful an unfruitful branch is a sick branch. It's because it cannot, it has problem with feeding. It cannot tap properly into the provision. 
which is flowing through the vine. So any brand that's having problems with tapping out of tapping provision, we have blemishes or we have blame. And when it comes to blame, the father doesn't, he doesn't have, he doesn't play around with blame when it comes to that vine. He's building a vine as an eternal tree which has a vine and branches connected to it. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Praise the Lord. So, so souls, any soul who wishes to be engrafted into that vine must be willing to, to come into a state of being without blame, being without blame, so that you can be before him. Any soul that wants to be before him must be without blame. Praise God. And we're seeing that what makes you without blame is your access to what? What did I say? Access to what? Provisions. Access to provisions. Access to, that's what we are calling bread. That's what we are calling bread. We are calling the bread. Praise God. Bread at different levels is what will make a soul be without blame. And a soul not to have a blemish. Praise the Lord. Now, for a soul to be without blame and blemish, it means a soul then must have become an expert at eating and feasting on what God is giving to the soul. And any soul that's not an expert at eating, that's so we have what? We have problems. Praise God. So eating spiritual things. Praise God. Eating spiritual things. Eating spiritual things is a skill that soul must have. Every soul must have that skill. Any soul that doesn't have the skill of eating spiritual things will not go far with God. Any soul that doesn't learn how to eat, how to feast, praise the Lord. Amen. When you, um, we were talking about eating from a high place, but like I said, it begins, right? From a low place. Amen. In the book of, praise the Lord, the book of Isaiah. Amen. When it was saying she come to the waters, come you, come and buy and all of that. Now, of course, that waters are waters of everlasting life. Praise the Lord. Let's see quickly that place. <clears throat> Isaiah 55, praise the Lord. Isaiah 55, who everyone that thirsted, come ye to the waters. And he that hath no money, come ye, buy and eat. Yea, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which satisfieth not? Hacking diligently unto me, and eat ye that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Incline your ear and come unto me here, and your soul shall live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you. Even what? The sure mercies of David. So it's very clear that 
no everlasting covenant will be made with any soul who hasn't eaten. Praise God. Any soul who hasn't eaten will not come into, will not be given the opportunity to make an everlasting covenant or to come into everlasting covenant. And from such a soul, there will be mercies that are hidden from the soul. That these mercies are, they are not for everybody. They are mercy that is a consequence of a covenant. Of course, the sure mercy of David is also the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto everlasting, unto eternal life. Amen. So that, that mercy comes as a result of hearkening. Praise God. First of all, you have to hearken diligently and then eat that which is good. So you can't eat that which is good without hearkening diligently. So to hearken, when you're hearkening diligently, you'll be able to eat that which is good. And then by eating, then your soul, as you are eating that which is good, your soul must begin to delight itself in fatness. Then you have to then incline again and hear. And the second hearing is so that your soul shall live. And then they will make an everlasting covenant with you. Even the word, the sure mercies, the sure mercies of David. Praise God. Um, it says, eat that which is good. Let your soul delight itself in fatness. Now, um, now souls, sick souls don't deny, delight in fatness. Praise God. Sick souls delight in the, they don't, they cannot discern fatness. They spend their money for that which is not bread, according to verse 2. And then when you see them, they labor for that which does not satisfy. So, a sign of a soul who, um, who is being warred against, who they are being fight, who they are fighting against, against their future of coming into covenant, everlasting covenant, and coming into the sure mercy, this sure mercies, that the sign of that such soul is that you they fail with eating, they fail with hearing, and they fail with the, the spending of their soul. The money here, the currency here, is the spending of the soul. Praise God. Amen. What will it profit a man to gain the whole world and then lose his soul? Praise God. Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? But men are constantly exchanging their soul for things. Praise God. So wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread? So, so you see souls who have this problem, they spend they themselves for that which is not bread. Weakness. Foolishness. Inability to discern bread in the spirit. And the, the inability to the inability to channel the, the inward um, or to channel labor. The inability to channel labor. Praise God. Because the, the purpose of the world is to make men labor, but to labor for that which is not bread. 
to spend themselves for that which is noble, and then to labor for that which was satisfied not. Praise God. Now, but God wants to satisfy the poor in Zion. This poor in Zion. He said, I will satisfy them with what? Yeah, I will satisfy them with bread. Praise God. Now, who will he satisfy? Who exactly did he say he will satisfy with bread? In Psalm 132. Praise God. Who exactly will he satisfy with bread? The, the poor. Praise the Lord. Who are the poor? Amen. The poor. The poor. Praise the Lord. Praise God. The poor means those people who, who are needy. Like those who have need for, for this provision. It says that I will abundantly bless her provision and I will satisfy her word, her poor with bread. Praise God. So poverty of heart um, is, a, is actually a blessed place for a soul to come to. Praise God. So many of our souls are are laden with baggage of things that are, um, praise God. Amen. I'm looking for nice words to use now, but <laughs> praise God. The way this coming inside of me, it's not nice words. I'm seeing, I'm seeing foolishness of men. I'm seeing foolishness of men. And it's, is how, praise God, when we, when we see it, there's a way we sugarcoat our foolishness because, of our, because our own minds are foolish too. So, so when we are acting foolishly, we seem normal to ourselves. But in the spirit, we, are, we don't seem like that. In the spirit, they can see our foolishness. Praise God. Um, what is foolishness? Foolishness means not being wise concerning things that matter. Not being wise concerning, like what, what, what are things that matter? Example number one, your soul matters. Praise God. Your soul, soul matters. What will you, a man, give in exchange for his soul? What shall it profit a man to gain the world and lose his soul? That's the Bible, right? But, but a foolish man does not see his soul doesn't matter to him. Praise God. So, so when you see a foolish person, a, a foolish person lives without the, the importance. They don't have the this, this sense of the soul, importance of their soul. is not heavy to them. They can, they, can, they can surrender. A foolish person can surrender his soul to be abused by an evil, evil spirit, and he will cooperate with an evil spirit. Praise the Lord. And the evil spirit will say, take, take this, keep for me. He will we'll take it. Take the other one. Can, can you keep this thing for me? I just have one very special thing for you to keep for me, okay? You take it. No, no problem, no problem. I have plenty of room here. What else? Do you have anything else I can, I can keep for you? You will bring, bring things. Praise the Lord. Um, that's the way we are because we don't, have, we don't have a sense of what our soul is meant for, the price of the soul. We are, we are not wise concerning the price of the soul. The price of the soul, the price of our soul. 
Praise the Lord. Um, so, so because of that, we are, our labor, we, we can allow things to take, to, 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 we can allow things to make us work. We spend our soul, praise the, we labor with our soul for things that will not satisfy, praise the Lord, things that are worthless to us. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. So when God comes, we are spent already. Because we are spent, we don't have the we don't have space for God. We don't have we don't have space. We don't have space. So so when you see a soul who is foolish concerning spiritual things and concerning their soul, take them and then throw them into the wonderland of God. They can stay there for a thousand years and they will still come out lean and empty. Because of what? Because of foolishness. Because of foolishness, they don't, they cannot discern bread. Cannot discern what satisfies. Praise the Lord. The soul cannot discern what satisfies. The soul cannot discern the provision of God and, and channel their heart to receive that provision is a weakness. It's an evil thing. The devil, the devil did that. Praise God. So you see such a soul, you can bring the soul to rivers of water and leave the soul there and build a house for them there and stay here or oh, this is waters. Praise the Lord. And then when you come back, sometimes see them dying of thirst because they don't have, because of too much foolishness to discern. Praise God. This is how we are in the spirit. Praise God. This is how we are in the spirit. This is how we are in the spirit. Praise God. We are, so we, we have been trained and we have been raised to, to, we have been trained and been raised to acquire vanity. And we acquire vanity seriously. We take vanity very, very seriously. We take time. Oh, 
Renata, Mekati, Nakati, Brekati, Brekataria Nosto, Darkness, Darkness, Dark Lights, Dark Lights, Light, Dark Lights, Dark Light, Corrupted Light, Corrupted Light, Corrupted Light, Profanity, it's a walk of corrupted light. It is a walk of darkness. It is a walk of darkness, for it has darkened men from my light. It is a profanity, profanity, profanity. It has weakened men. It has weakened men. It has weakened men. This is the man. This is the man. This is the man of time, the times of men. This is the times men are living in of great profanity, of great darkness, living in darkness, owning darkness. It is that times. It is that time and it's as a result of light. It's as a result of wrong light. It's as a result of corrupted light. It's as a result of dark light. It's as a result of dark light. For men have become vain. Men have become vain. Vain men. Men, men, vain. Vain darkness. It is the configuration and the working of darkness. It is the working of darkness. It is the working of darkness and blindness. That is why men cannot descend me. That is why men cannot descend me. Even when I stand by them and I come to them, they can't see me for they've been blinded by the affairs of the system of the world. They have been blinded by the affairs and the corruptness of the world. Darkness. It is the work of darkness. It is the work of a corrupted wisdom. It is the work of a corrupted wisdom. It is the corrupted of the Oh, it is the work of corrupted wisdom. This is the generations of men that are on earth. Thank you, Father. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Um, the Bible said that, it said, well, for this reason was the Son of God made manifest to, to destroy the works of the devil. Praise God. Um, whenever the Son of God begins to be manifested, when you begin to manifest the sound, you begin to find that his manifestation is affecting the works, it's destroying the consequence of, of, the, of manifesting the sound is actually to destroy the works of the devil. Amen. So, so what are the, what's the work of the devil? What are his works? The works is, these are the works of the devil, to make men useless to God, make men unable to. The, the devil is, say devil, yeah. devil. Devil means doer of evil. He's a doer. So the devil is actually a master of evil. He's a master. He has mastery of evil. He knows how to be evil. He knows how to do something evil. Something evil. He's a doer of evil. Praise God. So what is, the, what is evil? Evil is the subversion of the subversion of good. Right? It's subversion of good too. To shortchange a good thing, to spoil a good thing. Praise the Lord. That is, that's, the, that's the devil. So, when you say the work of the devil, so the, the work of the devil is, is that after, is so that when God wants to count, when, when God wants to rip his fruit out of the earth, when he carries it, God <laughs> devil wants it, God to look at his fruit and see nothing. God devil want, doesn't want, that's the, that's the devil. Praise God. The devil, the devil wants such that after there's been so much rain, release of rain, so much release of rain, the sower has gone, he's cast the seed, rain has fallen, everything has happened. And the day of harvest, nothing comes out. He doesn't find anything. That is evil. 
That is evil. Amen. Evil, the real work of evil, praise the Lord, is to, the real work of evil is to, um, is to cause, uh, praise the Lord, is to cause, is the, the genius of evil, if I can use that word, the genius of evil, is to cause, um, to cause the undesirable to happen in the midst of great provision, right? Or in the midst of great abundance. It's not, it doesn't make too, it doesn't take too much energy or too much ability to, it doesn't make too, take too much ability to bring about fruitlessness, barrenness in drought, in the season, in harsh condition. You don't need too much genius to do that because it's not, when there's no word, there's nothing, there's no seed around. Not, it doesn't take a genius to make, to make exercise in such condition unprofitable. It doesn't take a genius. But who is the devil? The devil is somebody who can cause there to be unprofitability in abundance. That's the devil. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. When, are, you, are you getting what I'm saying? Are you seeing who the devil is? That's the devil. It's not, if, when there's no seed, there's no rain, everywhere is dry, nothing. You don't need to the devil. Don't leave him. You have smaller boys who can do things. But the, the genius of the devil is he, he can cause there to be unprofitability in abundance. It takes skill to do that. It takes power to do that. Amen. So, so that's why the purpose of the, the, the manifestation of the Son of God, the revelation of the Son of God, is to destroy the works of the devil. What are those works? What, what is Satan able to do to make men unprofitable to God? That's the work of the devil. What, what things can he do to make men unprofitable to God? Are you getting what I'm trying to say? So it's very clear. So it's very clear. A soul who has never heard scripture before can never be. You can't be contending with the devil. You've never, you've never had revelation. You've never had word. You've never received seed of the kingdom. You've never received the resources of the spirit. You've not been exposed to the to the blessing of the spirit. You are just a dry man who has never received anything good. There's no way you can be. You are such a man can be contending with the devil. Because you don't have any of the things that will bring the devil into the equation. But when you start blessing a man, blessings start coming. Praise God. When blessings start coming, the more the blessing, the more the riches that's given to a man, the more restless the devil becomes. The more you heap it up, the more he says, aha, there's a work here, something I can do. Like the devil was around Job, just around him, he couldn't rest. He couldn't. He was Job the only man on the earth? But he was. It was just around him. Every time they raise this conversation, he's, he's around Job, 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 Job. The way Satan was speaking about Job, you know, he has been meditating concerning Job. He has been thinking concerning Job. So it means that prosperity calls the devil. Prosperity of resources. Praise God. Whenever you begin to release plenty, you begin to release abundance, it wakes him up. Ah, okay. 
Okay, 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 okay. This is a situation that calls for me. This is a time that calls for me. Do they have plenty? Oh, there's plenty of word. There's plenty of word there. Okay, there's plenty of spirit there. Okay. Is there plenty of blessing? Plenty of resources? Things are open. Heaven is open to them. Okay, no problem. It's time for a devilish walk. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, so the, it's like, the, let me see, example of a devil. Who's the example of a devil? Judas Iscariot. Right. Judas Iscariot. So, it's, it's very clear that a person who can be able to be around his master, the physical God in the flesh, every single day, and still maintain an evil heart, that person must be a devil. Right, it has that is the are you getting what I'm trying to say? That is that is it, it will take only only devilish strength can sustain. If Judas wasn't given devilish strength, you find out that maybe after one and a half years of following Jesus, he would have repented. And the whole plan would have spoiled. Right? Right? Maybe it was just one little evil spirit that just was just troubling him. Praise God. Just the, the truth in Jesus. The truth of his word, the truth of his life, everything. One day he will just war with his heart and convert. One day he will just come and break down and cry. My master, I'm so sorry. I've been planning. I've been planning to sell you. I've been planning to kill you since. Just conversation will break him down. But, but he said, have I not chosen you 12 and one of you is a devil? That, that one who is a devil... In fact, that one, he was so devilish that the night when he was to betray him, he, he sat on the table with him. He, he put his hand, his, his bread inside the broth and gave it to him to drink. He ate the bread. He ate everything. Jesus said, one of you is going to betray me. Everything was said. He still got up and went to do it by because of it's a, a devilish war. He has, he has gained strength, stamina to resist provision. And you know, Jesus was... Jesus was somehow, when Jesus was telling him, one of you will betray me, when you hear Jesus say that thing, what you will register in you is not, ah, Jesus, God, this man is angry at me, ah, this guy has a chance, he will finish me right now. Why? Because of hatred, hunger, no, no. I believe when you hear how Jesus said it, it was love. You will hear the love that that a normal person will, will break down at that point. What he said, it he just fed him bread and praise the Lord. You get what I'm saying? So, a normal person will, will just break down. Ah, ah, why, 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 what, After, what has this guy done? Why, why, why should I do this to him? But he didn't have that, he was strong. Now, Judas did not become a devil one day. Before Judas, I can bet you, Judas did not miss Jesus a devil. He didn't meet Jesus a devil. But, he must, but what, what must have been possible is that the devil might have been following him around because the devil knew he would meet Jesus. Amen. So, so the, the devilish work in Judas is to allow Judas to be around so much bread. That, you know, Jesus was a bread. He was actually what? It was, it was a bread. They were eating him constantly. People were physically eating him. Eating his words, eating his life, eating his conversation and everything. 
And so, but Judas, the devilish work against Judas was the ability to stay with the bread and never eat one day. Never, never eat. He was able to, he was, he was able to resist feeding on Jesus. Praise God. He was able to do what? He was able to resist feeding of Jesus. He was able to resist drinking Jesus and feeding on him and drinking him. I'm feeling on him the way the others were doing. Judas was strong against that kind of thing, even though he was still close. Praise God. So, so the sign of his soul being wretched in abundance is a devilish picture. It's a devilish picture. It means that the soul has strength to resist provision. Strength. Say strength. Strength to resist what? To resist provision. Amen. And Satan is bad. Satan trains people. Anytime, anytime a preacher is coming, an equal and opposite spirit is also coming. This one thing, me, I believe. I believe this wholeheartedly. I believe that every minister of the gospel has a minister beside him. That is that the measure of his stature, almost the oh, who equal and opposite stature. And who is that minister? Is the one who who starts preaching after the minister has closed his own Bible. Praise God. I, I strongly I believe Paul Paul has his own. It's very clear Paul had his own. Right? When Paul has come to a place, just read the read the episode, you see what was going on there. When Paul comes to place, he has done his work. He has preached and preached. He has done everything, and he has praised God. Things have happened. Then he has. Then he will travel away. Then he will start hearing news, right? Like the Galatian church. The Gal- say who had bewitched you? Oh, foolish Galatians! Foolish Galatians! Foolish, foolish people! Someone bewitched you. Of course, it's an evil spirit. An evil spirit walking through some other Jewish guys. I say, okay, this guy, has, this Paul has taught his own. He has, he has taught his thing and he has. We all, we all know that Paul is a sell away right from time. His revelation is not too correct and it's not too complete. Um, you see, but you see this Jewish tradition, it came down from our fathers. You must not forget. Are you getting what I'm saying? He's actually an evil spirit. An evil spirit that was following Paul. Just following any time he minister, then the spirit will, want, will minister too. He will teach. After Paul has taught for two hours, he will teach for ten hours. Sometimes he can teach until Paul comes to teach again. And then, foolish souls, they listen. Foolish souls, listen to that preaching. What's the sign of a, of, a, of a foolish soul? The sign of a foolish soul is, is when the preacher finishes preaching and then the physical Bible closes. A foolish soul will close the Bible in their own heart too and go and, and, go and, go and continue their life to the next message. The preacher will open his Bible again. Bible will close. They will close their own Bible. and go. They don't, they don't eat. They won't eat. They won't eat, but they are eating. As soon as this one closes, another one is open. A spirit, the spirit who preaches to men, and that spirit 
A lot of times, he has more grace than preachers. A lot of times. A lot of times, so, so, some preachers can be very weary, but they don't know who has, this their last message, somebody has taught things. <laughs> so, 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 saints, so you see that the wisdom of eating, that is the part that, the part, you see the, the sheep, the shepherd, the sheep, the shepherd, they have, they have a, it's almost like an agreement. Sheep, the sheep, the shepherd will say to the sheep, sheep, don't worry, don't worry, don't think, take no thought what you will eat. Don't worry. Don't, don't ever be thinking, ah, which pasture are we going to go next week? All these grass are getting dry right now. We have to move out of this place. Uh, winter is coming. And, uh, sheep, don't think about that. That's, your, don't, that's my own. That's my shepherd. That's the role of the shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not want. He, because he maketh me to lie down. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He, 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 he. Praise the Lord. He. After a while, he will prepare a table before me in the presence of, of my enemy. He will anoint my head. With all. He, 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 he. That's the, the role of the shepherd. So the contract between the shepherd and the sheep is that shepherd don't think about those things. Don't think about how will he come, where will he come. Don't think about that. It's the, it's the shepherd that has the burden of that. But there's one aspect the shepherd cannot do. That after he has done all his own, he has led, he has fed, he, sorry, he has led, he has provided them the pasture. He has caused them to lie down. And everything has happened. There's one aspect the shepherd cannot do. This is the other side of the contract. Is that the sheep, you have only one thing to do. Can you do it? Can you do just that one thing that you have to do? And the many that it's not too hard. There are not many things. Check it, check it, check it. Read your Bible. How many things are you supposed to do as a Christian? Forget about the ones that we added. Right? Like becoming the, the captain of your industry and becoming the CEO. Of, those are not in the Bible. Praise God. Those ones, some, some of them is our pastors that added them, our parents, all those people. But I'm talking about, look, look at the scripture. Um, what are the things that they ask of, of you? They are not too many. You say, ah, what do you mean? They say we shouldn't fornicate. They say we shouldn't commit adultery. They say we shouldn't. There are many. Oh. What do you mean, Pastor? They say we shouldn't lie, we shouldn't backbite, we shouldn't steal, we shouldn't covet, we shouldn't... Praise God, but it's not true, you've not read well. Because they're not asking you, they didn't ask you to do all, not to do all those things, or to fulfill those things. Because they said there's something called grace, who will do those things? Right, grace is the doer of those things. It's, it's grace that has the energy. They're saying, all we need to do, we just need to allow that grace to come inside you, that's all. So... So there's only one thing you need to do. Just one, one thing you need to do. One thing. Just one thing. One thing is needful. Needful. One thing is need. Oh, you are going combat about too many things, Martha. Martha. 
I know you love me, Martha. I know you love to feed me. I know you love to do all these things. You are a good woman. But you are encumbered about too many things. There's too many things. But you see, just one thing, one thing is needful. And then Mary said, Mary has chosen that part which cannot be taken away from her because she has found the one thing which you want to sit and eat. That's just all. One thing is needful. It's the one thing that will do all the other things. Yes. But, we, but Satan will come and say, no, no, don't do that. There are other things to do. Don't do this one thing. So it will diminish the importance of the one thing you ought to do. And then amplify the, that's religion for you. Religion will amplify the importance of all the other things that you should do. But the one thing, say, say, I want you to say needful. Needful is one thing. Only one thing is needful. One thing is needful. One thing. Say one thing. One thing is needful. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, so eating, eat, say eating. It is true eating that a person can overcome evil. You cannot overcome evil if you don't eat. If you don't eat, the evil of your day will be stronger than you. You won't have what it takes to, sufficient for the day is the evil thereof. Even every day has a sufficient evil. There is no day that they say, ah, the evil, evil in this day is not too much. It's not enough. That um, souls are just sitting down doing nothing. No evil to do. No, but sufficient for each day is loaded with evil. Sufficient for the day is the evil. There is sufficient evil for every day. Praise the Lord. Like I said, what is evil? Evil is, is, is the subverting of the natural, of the cause. The, the, the right cause, subverting the right cause. Amen. What ought to happen? What soul is supposed to be used for? When a soul is exposed to the evil of the day, the soul begins to be abused and begins to do, be, be doing what? Other, other things. Am I, am I saying something to you? Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. So you should come. Let's read that um, Isaiah 55 again very quickly. Isaiah 55. Praise God. I want to read quickly that verse 2. It says, it says that, Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread? And your labor for that which satisfied not. Hearken diligently unto me and eat that which is good and let your soul delight itself where? In fatness. Incline your ear and come unto me here and your soul shall live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you. Even the shaman. So you can't, they won't make an everlasting covenant with someone who hasn't lived. Right, the soul is not living. You can't make an everlasting covenant with a dead soul. 
that hasn't learned how to live. A vagabond soul that doesn't listen. A soul that cannot, that cannot sit down and eat. That is encumbered with so many things. God cannot take such a soul and say, okay, I want to make everlasting covenant with you. The soul will fight it. No, no. My daughter fights me sometimes. I'll just say, okay, just come. I just want to kiss you. Simple kiss. Can I just kiss you? I don't want to fight. I don't want to beat you. I don't want to spank you. I don't want to do anything. I just, want, I, I just want to hug you and kiss you. What will happen? Fight. It's a fight. Praise God. <laughs> see, you seem to see me fighting with my daughter to kiss her. Why? Because she's in combat. She has things to do. What do you mean kissing me? Don't kiss me. No, I don't like it. <laughs> Praise God. That's the way we are. God, say, God will say, okay, come. There's something called everlasting covenant. I want to make an everlasting, last, everlasting, everlasting covenant with you. I want to make an everlasting agreement with you. I want to agree with your soul forever. I want, to, I want us to be in agreement forever. Is that a bad thing? Amen. But we say, no, no, God, we are busy. Um, um, yeah, God, 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 God. God, praise God. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm just, I'm, not, I'm trying to tell you things you say. Don't, no, nobody should look at me and tell me you don't say that. Your soul says it. That is the, that is what your soul, your heart is saying. That's what you're, when, when food is calling you and you're refusing because you have other things to do. You are thinking about other, you are encumbered with so many things. You can't, you can't sit down and eat. It's hard to eat. Hard to eat. Why? Because we're encumbered with so many things. So, it's very clear that... Say, come. Oh! I love this whole they shouted here. Because these guys who they are calling, they are doing some other things. If you don't shout, oh, they will not hear. It means that these guys, they might not be very close by. You know what I mean? You know, this whole is a, prof- a prophet writing. Right? It's a prophetic attitude in nature. He's telling you that, you see this message you're talking about there. This is how they did it. This is how it is. So in the spirit, anybody who they want to call to this thing, you have to shout to them where they are. Because any soul that is like this, his hair is not, it's not tuned to you. It's not the, if you say, hello, I have something. You can never catch them. You can't cut. You have to shout, shout! Hey, come, 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 come to the waters to bring a soul that is so encumbered and busy. Come to the waters. So when you when you want the soul come to the water, the soul has to be able to stay by waters. While everything is going on, while the whole world is calling, the soul should be able to stay by waters. And then when he's around that waters, he should be able to hacking daily gently. Hacking, 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 hacking diligently. Hacking diligently. Are you seeing this thing? 
Are you seeing this thing? Is that any soul who doesn't have this ability, you've not started. You've not started. This is the beginning attitude. We must learn all these things, eh? (laughs) Praise God. Amen. Amen. Some of these things are things that I learned, and they were just coming to me. They were coming to me, and I was just like, ah, ah, God, what are these things? Ah, but these are things that I learned when I was like, these are some of the first things I learned as a Christian. But the Lord said, ah, no, those are precious lessons. Many souls, many people don't know them. So these things have to be taught. It's a, it's a conversation that has slipped out of the gospel conversation. In, the, in all the, the busyness of things, the conversation has slipped. It has slipped. Is that we, we've not, we, have, we have raised Christians who don't know anything about Christianity. We don't know anything about that. The fact that Christianity is a spiritual thing. It's not going around carrying Bible everywhere and doing it. It's not Christianity. Praise God. That's, amen. amen. The, the discipline, the diligence of stillness, quietness, stillness, quietness. Praise God. Stillness, what? Quietness. Praise God. I thank God for the way I learned when I was under the word of faith, milk of the word. God took me through many places. Oh. I went through too many. I've, I listened to different teachers of the word of faith. I was listening to different... Lord, just, the Lord just made me journey through that route in the word of faith. I was just listening to different... After a while... Um, and there's something that God put inside me that I can tell when someone is not feeding my soul. And then even though people can be excited, ah, he's walking, yeah, but if he's not... Ah, thank you, I take what I took, I'm taking. And the Lord will move me further. Praise God. So I, I strongly believe that I, I, now, I then journeyed just even around the season when the Lord brought me and ex- exposed me to Kenneth E. Higgins' materials. That was where I finally landed in Word of Faith. In fact, before then, I didn't really see, I didn't really see that he was actually the source because I, wasn't, I didn't start drinking Word of Faith from the fountain source, the, from, the, from the source of the water. I started drinking the streams, different streams of it. But sometimes when a message has flowed through streams, things have happened to that message. You see there are leaves in the water, there are sticks, there are all kinds of things. Amen. Praise God. So, but, but through the streams, I, I through different streams, I, the Lord was helping me to journey and to journey and to journey. And then later I, I stayed on. I, I stayed on. Now, there are two main ministers of the gospel that I stayed on. The first one, the Lord made me stay on that one for on that minister for the for years. I stayed on him for years before I moved to um, to Daddy Kennedy Hagen. That was when I was listening to Hagen. The Lord told me listen only to Hagen, nobody else. For like almost a year, I was just listening to only Hagen. The Lord said only Hagen, only him. But then I haven't I hadn't encountered Word of Righteousness yet. That was pre Word of Righteousness. Because that was the preparation. Because, of course, without that, if I came with just the stream of word of faith I had before, and they now brought word of righteousness to me, I said, well, say, what is this? What is this God? Now God has plans for his people. And all those, all those things that I used to think back then. Praise God. <laughs> but, but the Lord had to move me closer and closer and closer. And I saw that by, as I was getting closer to the source of the word of faith, and I began to say that the, the word is actually 
that the river is deeper and it's wider. It's deeper and what? And it's not, so it's not just about having your needs met, having your milk of the world. It's not about that. Materialism is not milk of the world. Natural prosperity is not milk of the world. That is one tiny department of the milk of the world. So if, if someone says, I'm, I was preaching prosperity, I'm just preaching prosperity, you're not preaching really the milk of the world. The milk of the world has many. When you come to the real milk, you see that it's deeper and it's wider. There are many things in it. Praise God. Now, the first minister that I, I arrived at, I won't, I won't say his name. <laughs> Praise God. The first minister that I arrived at, that I stayed on him, I stayed on him for, for a long time. Um, he teaches, the way he taught word of faith, he, he taught word of faith from purely scripturally, in a way that when you receive it, you receive the, you receive the principles, then it's now up to you to do what you want to do with it. If you want to go and to get money, get money. If you want to get fame, get fame. If you want, whatever you want to do with it, get it. So, so because of that approach, he had, there was a lot of purity to, to the milk of the world that he had. And then one of the, the, the key things, there are some things that I learned. And all these things I'm talking about learning, learning for years by experience. When I mean by, by experience, I mean practicing it. Practicing it. When it was not, it's not working, keep practicing it. Going back to listen, listen, listen. Meditate, meditate, meditate. Practice, practice until it starts working. Praise the Lord. So that was, that was how this thing. Now, one of the, the, the approach of the word of faith is, that is when it comes to the issue of confession. Uh-huh. So the way I learned confession is not claim it and receive it. No, that's not the purpose of confession. The purpose of confession is not to declare things, let them happen. The purpose of confession is to get the word into your heart. That is one of the main difference where what you call prosperity message miss it. That's why people, it doesn't work a lot of times. That the purpose of confession is not for the release of power. I hereby declare that this will happen. That doesn't mean that if you declare it won't happen. No. That's what I'm saying. Praise God. But if you don't do, if you don't do this, this part, you will declare many things that will never happen. <laughs> it's not that some guys lie. It's not happening, but they act as if it's happening. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But the purpose of confession is to, to do what? Is to get the word. Because if the word doesn't enter inside your heart and you begin to say anything, confess anything, even pray anything, you're wasting your time. Yes, that was my own foundation of the word of faith that I had. So are you seeing the skill? Are you seeing the, are you seeing the benefit of that? What's the benefit of that is that even though in terms of practice you, you end up t- trying to use the word, so the word you will get into your heart is maybe word for to expand something, to get something, to achieve something, but you've learned something valuable. That is an, almost an eternal truth, an everlasting truth. What is that thing? 
is the principle of, of eating. Even though what you actually made to eat is not, is not there yet. Are you, getting, are you seeing the, the importance of milk of the world? When it's right, the right milk of the world. Now, how many Christians know what I'm talking about? I mean, average Christians. They don't know. Most Christians don't know these things. Most Christians don't know these things. Most Christians don't know the difference between the word of God they are, read, they are reading on the Bible, in the Bible and the word of God in their heart. Most Christians don't know the difference between the word of God which the pastor preached on Sunday yeah. and the word of God in their heart. Mm. Like, I mean, experientially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most Christians don't, can't tell when they are praying something that's not in their heart. Mm. When you are saying, you know, most Christians don't even know how to pray. A Christian can pray for one hour and he hasn't prayed. Yeah. And he doesn't know he hasn't prayed. Yeah. Why? Because some of these things have not been taught. Mm-hmm. Right? How to get the word of God into your heart. Mm-hmm. That is the basics of being a Christian. The basics of Christianity. Basics, because anything you are doing outside that is fiction, right? It's just fiction. It's fiction. It's just fiction. You're just doing your, you're just doing your. You just every time you pray, you're asking your own wish, whatever you want. Maybe a few times if it coincides with the will of God, or or, or the will of an evil spirit, those also want that same thing. It can happen. <laughs> are you getting what I'm trying to tell you? Praise God. So, so in that time, in that season, and, and I'm, I'm just talking about normal things. Right? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you do cabra catata, you tie your voice will crack everything, then you go and sleep. Nothing has happened. Praise God. Amen. The way, the way I learned it is that if there's a problem, you need God's intervention. It's not cabal. No, no, no. You take, you go and sit down with the Bible. Right? You, you go and sit down with the Bible and you begin to read. And the way I was taught, that time you go to, you read the prophets. You read the prophets. You, you read the prophets and you keep reading and reading and reading until what concerns that issue jumps at you. Then when it jumps at you, you take it. And, you, and that's your confession. You confess it. You confess it. You confess it. You confess it. You say it. As you're confessing it, it begins to open all that, all that. It finds its mate in the scripture. You begin to confess them and confess them and confess. You, you don't stop confessing them. You confess them on, and confess them until in your heart they are as good as if they have already happened. Then you begin to pray. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? And it's like those basic principles of faith coming by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Is that just simple principles, right? Now, but you see, in that, in that discipline, right, in that discipline, you learn something fundamental to the Christianity. 
is that it's about sitting down, yes. getting the word of who, what you think, what you want. They don't matter in this thing. What matters is you have to get the word of God into your, into your heart. Get the word of God. The ability to get the word. And in order to do that, sitting in quietness, in stillness, being able to sit there with it. That is the training of eating. The training of eating the word. Praise God. Now, so we, we have to be careful. And now, many of us don't have that foundation. Okay? And for many of us, the Lord did not give us that opportunity to really spend five years or something just with the milk of the word alone. Praise God. <laughs> to maybe discover some of these things. But it doesn't mean that maybe you've escaped it. That somehow, no, 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 that sitting down, then no, we just, we just, uh, we don't do that. We just, we just listen to message and we just, you know, we just flow. You know, we are a flowing generation. We just flow. We just flow, 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 flow. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Don't we, 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 want, we, we put flow first before substance. You see someone who doesn't have, who is empty wants to flow. What do you want to flow in? <laughs> Praise God. You are as empty as, um, amen, and you want to flow. Busy body. In, you see, you see in, the, in the, this, just some simple discipline, the discipline of, in this discipline, you don't know what this, this thing can cure. The ability to sit down with the, with the word and eat. In the place of eating and drinking, nature changes. Things are rearranged and realigned in a soul. Some things that seem so important become so minute and less important and nothing. Because of just that exercise of just, just being able to sit with, with the scriptures, with the word. Praise the Lord. Uh, so, so these are the things that, you, if we want to be blameless, we must have these things. When, when they see a soul who cannot do that, in, in the spirit of the spirit, heaven sees an unstable soul. You are unstable. We can't trust you. We can't. So the soul like that, they can't talk about everlasting covenant with you. The soul who they can make an everlasting covenant with is a soul that has gained, learned the discipline of sitting by the waters and then inclining diligently, hacking diligently, and have learned to sit down and eat what that which is good, until their soul begins to delight itself in fatness. In that milk of the world season, that's, that's praise the Lord. And I realized that all, a lot of the principles I gather, they're the same principle that you need in Christ. And then, when, whenever I, if I have friends who don't have that thing, and it shows. It shows. Sometimes some friends, my friends who are a bit hasty, 
Oh, I know why. I know why you are hasty. I know why you are hasty because of their things that you don't know about the the spirit. Praise God. Now, in that in that thing I was describing to you, the process of how you how you know that you found the that you've gotten the word of God inside your heart is when it turns to joy. When it turns to joy. That's what the, when you're confessing. Confession, 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 confession. You confess, you confess, you confess. You confess the word until the word becomes a joy on the inside of you. That's how you know that, yes, this word has, has, has what is inside your heart. Are you getting what I'm saying? Becomes a joy. When it becomes a joy, you can give thanks. Why are you giving thanks? As if it has already happened. Because you've actually already received it. That receiving it inside your heart, you've actually received that thing which you are looking for. Praise the Lord. So, so souls, a soul that has not learned to sit and feed, that soul will never break into the joy. The joy, every food has a joy that it wants to impart to the soul. Every spiritual food that comes out of God to his soul, every provision that comes out of God to his soul has a joy attached to it. You're supposed to sit there and feast and feast and feast on it until you begin to delight itself. The soul delights itself in fatness. In fatness. Having been fed, there's a delight that being fed raises up Raises, brings in the heart. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, any, a, a, a Christian, this process is the process. You know, these are the things we took for granted. Maybe we just start sharing about Christ and all of those things. Sometimes we can forget some of these things. That Ah, this is what Christ sits upon, actually. That. You can teach a wayward soul, Christ, for five years. It's still a wayward soul. The Christ nature can never be formed in that, in that soul. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because they don't have the practices, the things, amen, that can, that, that have to be in place to carry spiritual formation, to carry the formation of nature. Praise the Lord. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Are you sure? So these are, the, these are the, the same things that every soul in Christ must have, you must be a master of this, this process. You must be a master of it. What's the master of what? The master of sitting down. Why? Because in that process, that's where they, they heal the fragmentation of the soul. The purpose of the world is to scatter, yes, fragment the soul. The, the, the goal, the evil intention behind fragmentation is dysfunction. When the soul is fragmented, the soul becomes dysfunctional. What do I mean by fragmentation? Not whole. Not together. When the being is not together, the being is scattered. The being is not together then the being cannot progress. The being cannot progress. You can't progress spiritually when you, have not, when you are scattered on the inside. 
feeding. Feeding, the act, when I say feeding, I'm talking about the soul actually feeding. Taking time to feed. Heals fragmentation. It makes, it brings the soul together. Feeding what brings the soul together. Feeding. Being able to take time and, and chew and chew and chew and chew and chew and chew. Something is happening. Something is happening to the soul. Praise God. Now, I'm talk, I discussed the principle, but the, the, the power of the impact is according to the kind of food. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? So even though at that time, when the milk of the world, what I was feeding on then was, by the end of by this year, how much money should I? I mean, some of you can't see me feeding on that or praying on that. So if you don't believe, ah, no, there was never a time when Pastor Jeff was praying money. No. <laughs> Praise God. All right? Amen. Amen. And I was very particular. Figure. Write it out. You praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. And you feel like, ah, so you mean that you saw figures inside Bible? Yes. <laughs> if, if you've not seen figure in Bible, you've not, you've not looked enough. <laughs> and you know, that's the problem with the Bible. You can't see anything inside it. Are you seeing all this prophet Isaiah? There's nothing that they didn't say. There's nothing that they didn't speak about. So even though, so maybe the food I was eating was maybe money and prosperity and the things that I want God to do for me. But in the presence of eating that food, I was learning the principle. Like an attitude. An attitude. It's a culture. What's the attitude? The ability to feast, to feed, to stay. Skill. Strength. Skill. Say skill. What is the skill? What is the strength? It's a strength. A strength that can a strength that can take a verse like this. Carry that verse. And look inside the verse. And stare at the verse. And, and stay with the verse. Not run away. And then, and then are you getting what I'm trying to say? Yes, sir. Eat it. Eat it. Praise the Lord. Allow the Holy Spirit to... Now, what I was seeing then was something else entirely. But I was gaining the training. That's the purpose of the milk of the world. The milk of the world is where someone gathers the disciplines that you will need. You might not be receiving the substance, but you can receive the disciplines that you will need, that, you will, that Christ needs to use when you get into the school of Christ. And souls who lack those disciplines will fail in the school of Christ. 
So, so a soul that has really gone through the milk of the world properly should be a eater when they start teaching Christ to you. You've already learned how to sit down with it and eat it well. By the time I came into the world of righteousness, I was already a, a master eater of word. Master eater. My eating was at a high level. And God did it, did it particularly for that purpose. Because you know, if he doesn't do that, I might, it will be hard for me. I might struggle with it. And then after that, I might throw it away. At some point. Amen. So eating. Say eating. eating. So when, when the, the meal then changed, the meal changed, but the same skill of eating is still there. The same discipline of eating is still there. What's the discipline of eating? So to sit down. Some of us, when you sit down to a, and listen, you're listening to a message, you don't hear anything beyond sound waves, voice. Voice will just talk for two hours and then the voice will go. And then nothing has happened. You, nothing entered. You get what I'm saying? Because we've not learned. We've not learned. Why? Because why the voice was talking? Traveling is going. You're traveling. You're thinking. You're there. Why? You've not learned discipline. You are not. Many of us are not disciplined at all when it comes to spiritual things. So because of that, what happens? Image can't stick. Image can you can't stay with an image. Right? You can't if not because we've not learned the discipline of staying with an image. A minister is talking about something. You can't stay there with him. And allow him to draw out what he is saying to you. Can be allowing watch him as he's putting one block, one part, drawing this side, drawing the other side, adding this, staying with it. Are you getting what I'm saying? This, this is what I'm talking about when I say eating. You, you, you get what I mean? Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Um, so, <laughs> it's like now that we are, we are, they're thinking of making us, helping us cross over doctrinally into everlasting life. They're now saying, ah, this realm. <laughs> all those, all those play, you used to play in the realm of Christ. We don't bring that play to this place. What kind of play? The play of forgetting message. Right, that, that yeah. what's the play of yeah. <laughs> it's so heard in message, it's as if they didn't hear it. Yeah. Why? Because when you check inside them, you can't find what that yeah. some of us are like that, you can't find any trace. Yeah. Now, what kind of evil has the devil done that his soul will sit down and listen to a message of two hours? And then 30 minutes later or so, you cannot find a single trace of what was said. And see, say evil. But you see, some of us are so normal. We don't see it as evil. We don't, we don't even feel like anything is wrong with us. We don't even feel like anything is wrong with us now. Praise <laughs> God. Well, if we feel it's normal, why? At least you're attending now. Uh-uh. All of those who are not attending. <laughs> Praise God. 
Eh? What of those who are not even attending? At least you feel like you are trying. Ah. See, we need to. It's an evil. It's an evil. It's an evil. Even actually in this, this western world, this place, the evil in this place. Why? Because there's so much around, so much going on, so much going on, so much going on. When I say going on, I mean things that can, things that, that create interest. Things that create interest all around the soul. Too many things to think about, too many things to consider. Too many things, too many things, too many things. We are bombarded constantly so the soul cannot sit down and, and, and carry, the soul cannot carry an image. So of us, you can't carry, carry a thought, carry a thought and handle a thought and stay with that thought and, and turn it upside down, shake it, check the back, check the front, rearrange the thought again, recalibrate it and then re-examine it, change the puzzle. Let it check all the images. With the, are you getting what I'm saying? That is a, that's a spiritual soul. That's an eater. An eater has that kind of soul. An eater, an eater, an eater. An eater has that kind of soul. God should be able to come to you in the morning and drop a thought and leave it, leave it for you. To go, and handle, go and handle this one for today. And we'll talk, we'll talk about it later in the evening. See, that's how God behaves. That's how God is. That's how, he, that's how they are. Sometimes you wake up with it. It'll just be something that they that they put there. Then as you are as you are as you are thinking it, you are not you, you cherish it. You are you are just around the thought. You now say that that thought is pregnant. It's pregnant with many things. Pregnant with attitudes. Pregnant with with instructions. Pregnant with praise the Lord. Is are you getting what I'm trying to say? That's the life of an eater. That's the life of an eater. See, this is it too. Like I said before, this one, if you're not doing it, I won't know. Well, I can know. Based on some things. (laughs) Praise God. But many people might not know that you're not doing this thing because nobody can see your processes on the inside. Unless you come to, unless, unless they bring you before a light, a light that can see. When you, when you come before a light that can see, the light will shine. You see dullness, dullness, dullness. Why? Because when you think grave things too much, you begin to act like grave. You begin to, you begin to, you can, no one can stay around dead things and not smell like the dead. When you are supposed to be releasing living savour, your thoughts should be living. Your mind should be living because you are feeding on living things. You are feeding on life. You are feasting on, on living things. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, so this discipline, 
But when we're talking about eating, the attitude of an eater, this is what we are talking about. So we are talking about, we are talking about the ability to, the ability to carry spiritual thought in your heart and then play with it in your mind. Handle it with your mind. Handle it until it reaches down inside of here. Until you own it. You have ownership of it. That's an eater. You are not like someone who, praise God, the the prayers of the kingdom are not chewing gum, eh? Mm. So I'm always chewing. I said, why they blow? <laughs> but what happened? He never touches. Never. After a while, throw it out. But, but we, we are supposed to be like ruminant animals. Spiritual, spiritual beings are supposed to be ruminant animals. They have departments where they store things. They chew it, chew it, and they store it. Okay, let me chew this one. After a while, I think there's, I drew it. How many? They have pockets inside their stomach. Okay? They can bring another one. I'll chew it more, chew it more, chew it more, put it back. That's how we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be. We're supposed to, to chew until you've broken down everything. The Lord is saying. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? This is, these souls that bear fruit, this is how they bear fruit. Amen. Thank you, Father. Now, like I said before, um, one of the, the big the aspects of chewing spiritual food is confession. Like I said, confessing. Praise God. Confessing. Confessing. You're saying it. You're saying it. You're saying it. Now, confession... Even though it has been abused, it is not, it's a scriptural principle, right? It's not a bad thing because when you say confessing, it looks like someone that's confessing money all the time. But confession is actually a principle. In fact, anybody who doesn't do confession will never own anything spiritually. It's hard for anybody to own something that they haven't confessed. It's hard for anybody to do what? To own something that you've not confessed, that you've not, you've not uttered, you've not, you've not spoken. Like I, because of what the tongue is, the tongue is the... Now, when you look at the tongue, the tongue seems as if, for instance, spiritually, when you think about how the tongue looks spiritually, spiritually... We, 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 tell, we, we, we see the tongue as 
just a vehicle to release things from within, to send things out. But it's not, that's not what the tongue is meant for, primarily. The tongue, like the way, like in the body, the tongue is for eating. The tongue is for eating. The tongue is for the taking in of things. That's what your tongue is for. It's to take things. So any Christian that has not explored the utility of the tongue, you are just beginning. You are, because the tongue is the tongue is how is the is how you does you transact. The tongue is how how you is actually the a gate to the soul. It's an access to the soul or or to the heart. Right? The tongue is like an access to what? An access to the heart. It's a, a, the tongue is in between, is a part of the body, but has a a direct what? See, out of the abundance of what? The heart, the mouth will speak. The mouth speaks. The mouth speaks out of the abundance of what? Of the heart. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth what? Speaks. So there's a link between the mouth, the tongue, and the heart. Now the tongue is part of is the body. Right? It's part of the body. We're talking about the link between the body and then this and the soul. A link between the body. And then what? And the soul. A link between the body and the soul. <clears throat> it's hard for a, for a person to come into ownership of spiritual things without the tongue being involved. It's hard for a soul to come into what? Ownership of spiritual things without... so. So a soul that doesn't talk the word of God will be hard for them to have the word of God in them. A soul that doesn't talk the word of God, it will be hard to have the word of God what? In them. A soul that only reads the word of God, doesn't say it. They only listen to message about the word of God, never says it. Or we might be lucky to have some of it. If they read a lot, they might have, have it in their memory. But they will have very little in their heart. The, the soul is how you feel. You feel the heart. The, the tongue, sorry. The infilling of getting things into the heart began with getting filled with the Holy Spirit. Right? Getting things inside your vessel began with what? Getting filled. When the filling and Pentecost happened, what happened? They saw, saw tongues of fire that came, that then went to their tongue. And, and through their tongue as they were speaking. So you, so you know that as a Christian, when you exercise your tongue, you can fill your heart by exercise of your tongue. Right? But exercise of your tongue. So, so any, any Christian that say, no, I don't like not to use my tongue, anything, 
I just, I only, I only think God. So when you see a Christian who only thinks God, will not have God. They will, have very, they will be very bankrupt of God if you are only trying to think him with your mind. So a Christian who says, I don't only think about Holy Ghost. I don't speak about Holy Ghost. I don't pray in the Spirit. They will, their heart will not be full of the Holy Spirit. You cannot. You cannot think yourself just into free, being full of the Spirit or being filled with the Spirit. You must get your tongue. When you begin to pray in the Spirit and pray in the Spirit and pray, by your tongue being involved, what's happening? Your, your heart is being filled. Heart is inside your soul. Tongue is inside your body. But speaking in tongues is making your heart to be filled. So that's just a, that's just a raw demonstration. Very, very, very clear to you. So, but all they're just, the proof is just proving to you that through tongue, things can enter. So it's a channel from your tongue to your heart. It's actually a channel. But it's not just a channel that you just know that it's there and then, oh, wow, big channel. For some of us, we can use that channel. We plow the road, make it bigger, all kinds of things. But we never pass substances through it. Rather, that channel was created for, so that the goods can pass. Goods, what goods? What are the goods that should pass from the tongue to the heart? Revelation. The reason for feel, being filled with the spirit is to open the channels from the tongue to the heart where the knowledge, revelation knowledge, substances, spiritual substances can flow from into the heart. Amen. Amen. Am I saying something to you? Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Shamalahata. Praise God. Amen. 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 So when so if you are receiving, you are hearing the word, hearing the word, hearing revelation, hearing revelation, hearing revelation, but you are not saying revelation. You're not saying revelation. You don't you hardly say revelation. What will happen? It will be hard for a revelation to be inside, inside your heart. It will be hard for your heart to be filled. For it to dwell richly in you will be hard for it. Because saying it brings about commitment. It, it engages your being when you say it. That's why you can't think yourself into being born again. That if you, you must believe in your heart, thank God, that's where it starts from. But then at some point you must confess. And they, they made it very clear with your mouth, the Lordship. You must call him Lord. You must call him Lord. You must actually what? Call him Lord. By that, his soul becomes saved. Praise the Lord. Am I saying something to you? So when I'm saying say revolution, am I saying go and preach to somebody? Some of us, our heads are not correct. That's what we'll be thinking. That, oh, we just need to constantly uh, just, you know. I'm not saying go and preach to somebody. I'm talking about commune with your own heart. Like, like David said, I commune with my heart on my bed. Those were the, those were, those were the many of David's psalms came out of communing with his heart on his bed. Just let, singing aloud. 
Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Praise God. When, when you, it's, it's from talking revelation, talk revelation, talk revelation. After talking and talking and talking and talking and talking later, you begin to sing the revelation. That's how, it, that's how songs come about. Those of us who are into music ministry, that's the secret. That's the secret to it. That's, that's the secret to it. You can't flow in revelational ministry of music if you are not a talker of revelation. You're supposed to, to, to say it and say it and say it. When you say it after a while, it will turn into a song. By the time, time your heart has received it and it has married that thought on the inside. And it's not just for music ministers. I just gave an example. <laughs> but are you getting what I'm trying to say? Yes, sir. What I'm trying to say, you're supposed to, you're supposed to, 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 to play around with the word, yeah. with your tongue, and then it will enter your heart until it begins to be, to be melodious on the inside of your soul. Amen. Amen. Saying it, and that aspect of saying is this. If you don't say it, you won't do it. Nobody, nobody will does what they think alone. A lot of times, if you're only thinking it, you find that you don't do it. You do something else. Yes, sir. But if you, if you are saying it, you become a doer of it. You begin to live according to it because it's your confession. Yes, sir. When you notice that, ah, they say submit to, they submit to that person. Ah, you feel like, ah, this person... Submission things, no, I ain't gonna walk, man. <laughs> Praise God. But then you now read about it, how you should be submit yourself to one another, not think about your own self, but think upon the things of another and all of that. And then when you think out of it, ah man, I should be submitting, you know, and you try and act from thinking, you will never do it. But when you say it, when you say it, and you say it, and you say it. You say it, and you say, what do you say? You say what the scripture has said. You say the revelation. You speak about the attitude to yourself. Are you getting what I'm saying? What will happen? All of a sudden, the whole thing that made you feel about not doing it will just be going away after a little while. Amen. Why is that? James gave give a little bit of the answer. In James chapter 3. Let's quickly read it. Amen. Shakalamosia. Thank you, Father. Praise God. But, but James was using some more of the other side of it. Um, but we we'll, we we'll use that to understand. It says, "My brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man, and able also to bridle the whole body. 
Behold, we put bits in the, in the horses' mouths, that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body. Behold, also the ships, which though they be so great, and are driven of fierce winds, yet are they turned about with a very small helm, whithersoever the governor listed. Even so, the tongue is a little member, and boasted great things. Behold, how great a, a matter, a little fire kindled. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, that it defileth the whole body, and setteth on fire the cause of nature. And it is set on fire by what? Hell. Praise the Lord. He said, for every kind of beast and of birds and of serpents and of things in the sea is tamed and has been tamed of mankind. But the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil, full of what? Deadly poison. Therewith we bless God, bless we God, even the Father, and therewith cause we men, which are made after the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceeded blessing and cursing, my brethren. These things ought not to be what? So, praise the Lord. Now, of course... James was speaking about this to deal with issues that they were having. So he, so he spoke about the power of the tongue. Remember the Bible said that life and death are in the power of the tongue, right? It means life and death to kill, to make alive. They are in the power of the tongue. Praise the Lord. Now, he's saying that this tongue, of course, this tongue was doing an evil thing. Here. But the tongue has the same power. The same power it has to do good, to do evil. It also has the power to do good. Praise God. The tongue, what the tongue is able to do, the tongue is able to set the whole body on fire. That is the the job of the tongue, is to set the body ablaze, to to engage the body. Praise the Lord. Now, now it says in verse 6, and the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, that it defileth the whole body, so, and set it on fire the cause of nature. That word cause, say cause of nature. The word cause of nature, set it on fire the cause of nature. Cause of nature means the natural cause that the tongue can set it on fire means that the tongue can consume a natural cause. Praise God. Now, it can set on fire the cause of nature, but itself is set on fire by hell. That word set on fire doesn't mean it's burnt up by hell, no. It's telling you where its own fire is coming from. Of course, he's speaking in the, in the, side, in the evil side, the evil use of the tongue. That in the evil use of the tongue, when the tongue is set on fire by hell, the, the tongue can set the words, the whole body on fire. What is hell here? Hell here is talking about hellish natures. Right? All the evil things, all the evil natures that are in hell. All the evil natures in hell. They come to the tongue. If they want hell wants to set you on fire, hell comes to your tongue. It sets your tongue on fire. And through your tongue, you can set your whole body on fire. 
Praise God. So anybody who speaks wrongly will behave wrongly. Anyone who speaks disrespectfully will behave disrespectfully. It is through the tongue that the body is set on fire. Through the tongue. Say through the tongue. tongue. Many of the things that we end up doing, that's why they call our actions conversation. New Testament doesn't separate, he calls it, it's as if something you are talking about, but they're talking about what you are doing. It's actually your conversation because there's no difference. It's what you converse that you do. What you are saying is what, is what you do. Praise God. So, um, a worldly soul will have a worldly tongue. Is that you can't find a worldly soul that doesn't have a worldly tongue. The tongue and what the soul is doing are tied together because the soul, the tongue can set the soul all on fire. Praise God. Now, a person who um, now, when we're talking about our soul, using our soul to eat spiritual food, I said that why we don't eat spiritual food is because we are full of other things. Now, why, how we eat other things is through our tongue. How we eat. If you stay with a conversation, a worldly conversation, you'll be living worldly. You'll be living worldly when you stay with world because this, 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 the tongue sets on fire the cause of nature. The tongue dictates what you, what you do. Amen. If you take a record of all the things that you, you say in a whole day, right, you will not find out that the things you say is where you live. Yes, sir. It, it will be hard for you to be saying this, saying this, saying this, and then we're doing something else. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? If your conversation throughout the day is about um, what are the things we talk about? You know what you talk about. We know we all we all have our own. We all have our own. We all have our own. We have our conversations. I'm I'm talking about just the normal conversations that we have. If you always talk about yourself, you'll be selfish. Right? Praise God. If you always 
talk about yourself, your own things. Your, you, that's how you'll be. You can't get yourself to move outside where your conversation is. If you always talk about carnal things, you will be carnal. If every time you're talking, you're always talking about somebody else, and not they are good, they are false, they are flaws. You, you live in, around that, that world. You, that's where, you, that's where your, your conversation doesn't arise above that. You don't have a defined th- thought in your mouth. That means that you also, that's how you will be. You will be that way. Some of us, we don't have, we don't build up with our tongue. Our tongue only tears down. Some of us, you can't elevate with your tongue. You, you only diminish. You only diminish. Our joke is demeaning. We don't, we don't by mistake joke, edifying joke. Ah, you look so handsome today. Wow, you look so nice today. Wow, you speak so well. I like the way you speak. Oh, I like how you talk. I like your, how did you get this, that diction? How do you get that? How do you, are you getting, are you seeing that kind of thing? Many, some of us don't, can't talk like that. Why are you even keeping your face like that? I'm not joking. I'm, I'm very, I'm deadly serious. I'm deadly serious. Because this is where it is. So there are some of us, our only, our only idea of humor is to demean. We are on, we only when you see maybe a little weakness in somebody, you are excited. You want to talk about it. You stay on that point. You want to talk about it because that's how your soul is. You are like that. You live there. Are you heard? Ah, oh, someone did something. That thing wasn't bad. It can never pass you by. You must hold it. You must talk about it. You must play around it. You must tell somebody. You meditate on it. That's where, that is your joy. You come alive in that moment. Are you getting on? I'm just talking about the places we live. This is what we feed on. We feast on. You're telling me such is so that heaven can come and drop thoughts for you. To think. Where will you find time? Where would the time come from? Where? You won't even savour it. You, don't, you won't see that. It's yes. nothing to you. Yes. So, you see spirituality. I'm talking about this is milk level stuff. Where today, I'm actually teaching milk. You know what I mean? This is just milk of the world. From everlasting life, they brought to bring us to milk. And I love it. Why? Because there are some things that are lacking that we need to, yes. we need to quickly do. Yes. You can't be talking about everlasting life to a soul that, 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 that can't edify, yes. that can't build up. Yes. Yes. No, no. Yes. Some of us, we are not kind. Our words are not kind. Hey. We are rash. We, we are not sensitive. We can hurt people very easily. Our joke is a hurt.
and those, those things are natures that we have. If a man doesn't sin in word, the man is a clean guy, he's a perfect person. It's our conversation, that's where the sin is in our conversation. So all these are the things that must change it. Every time they see you, what story is in your mouth? What is the story? What is the story? What, 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 are you, what do you have to offer? What are you bringing to the table? May you not be the person who always brings garbage to the table. May you not be the person that when they, after, after they talk, someone finishes talking to you, they have to go and secretly repent. Secretly just... Rearrange, just rearrange their heart. <laughs> That's a sign that they are not good, eh? When someone just by chatting with you, they feel like a sinner. Just because they spoke to you. This is the beginning of, of spirituality. Yes. Yes. When you are not like this, let's say you want to maybe live together and be, be okay with your brethren, not quarrel, not backbite. It starts from here. Your tongue. Yes. Your tongue. Yes, sir. Your tongue. You can't see somebody say, how are you? Oh, I like you. I love you. Thank you. I love you. I love how you smile. Oh, wow. How are you doing today? Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Are you seeing that conversation? Yes. If, it's, it's through your mouth. You're trying to, you're trying to, to, to create yes. a holy fire. Yes, sir. What fire? It's actually the fire of love. That's, what, that's, how, it's, that's how the life among yes. brethren ought to be. That you, are, you are constantly, everybody is bringing their own fuel to the flame. Everybody is, what flame? The flame of love. The way we are loving each other. It's first through word first. And you shouldn't love in word only. You will love indeed. But if you're not loving in word at all, Forget about deed. If you are not loving in word at all yet, nobody should tell me, no, I just talk like that, but I secretly love you. Oh, no, my, in, my, in the secret, it's a lie. I know you. We know you. Based on how you speak, we know. The way you talk to people, we know how you treat, how you will treat them. When the Bible speaks about being kindly affectionate towards one another, all of those things, are you, are you know what I'm saying? It starts with it starts with your, with, your, with your tongue. With your tongue. Amen. Amen. Meekness starts with your tongue. You can never be meek if in your conversation you always carry yourself up. If you always carry yourself up. And then you can never be meek if your tongue always puts down. Your, your, your tongue always demeans. You can never be meek. You will never be meek. How do you learn that? How, how can you be meek? You must confess it. Confess the meekness. <laughs> how do you confess meekness? You think upon others. See the good in them. And then with your tongue, you, you amplify it. Yes. 
If someone does a little thing, a little good thing, you will shout it. You will herald it. You will, are you getting what I'm saying? Some of us, it's only the evil that is done that we herald. Once a little, just a little evil has been done to you, everybody must know. We rejoice. You rejoice in the evil. There has to be, a, there should be a holy conversation, a chaste conversation that we, that we all carry. That's the beginning. That's the beginning. Why? Because the tongue is little, but it can set the whole body on fire. You want to go somewhere, like a little ship, like they mentioned here. That's a little rudder on the, on the onside, under. See, when you see the captain turning it, you might think like he's doing nothing. One time, if you see the tiny thing moving the whole ship, you'll be shocked. But that tiny thing can steer the whole vessel. It can be a cargo ship carrying plenty of cargo. But one tiny thing on the under. That's how the tongue is. In any relationship, is it marriage relationship? The tongue. The tongue. The tongue. The tongue. Say, oh, I want to love my husband. I want to love my wife more than everything. But you can't talk to them with love. You're wasting your time. Are you seeing what I'm trying to say? You get what I'm trying to say? <laughs> so what I'm, I'm talking about is so when you want to be spiritual, you want to know Jesus. You want to be close to Jesus. You must, you must be able to take his conversation, take his word with your tongue. Release. Some of us are not we are, inhi- we are inhibitive when it comes to anything spiritual. But anything that's not spiritual, we can laugh and roll on the floor and shout and do what Why? Because our, our whole being, when it comes to that realm, we know the realm we are put together, how you behave. When joke, mundane things, you just see, <laughs> and it's not bad to be like that. Just talking. But, but why is it that when it comes to spiritual things, that you are not at home with them? Like that. You're not at home with them. Sorry, I'm taking time. Well, this is the last night. After now, you can go home and sleep for the next one week or so. Praise the Lord. A- amen. Praise the Lord. But spiritual things, you are not at home with spiritual things. You're not at home with spiritual things. Praise the Lord. We're not comfortable with it. We're not comfortable with it. We're not comfortable. Some of us don't even pray well. How do, how do I know we don't pray well? It's how you pray in meeting. When I see how you pray, I know you don't pray well now. <laughs> Praise God. You may say, no, no, what do you mean? I only pray, I pray in my secret. When I'm in my secret prayer, it's a lie. You're a liar. It's a lie. It's a lie. He said, no, 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 I don't pray among brethren, you know. This is a public place. Um, you know, Jesus said, when you have entered into your closet and shut the door, then you pray to your father. You are a liar. It's a lie. The reason why you don't pray well in meeting is because you are not used to praying. There's no secret reason why. It's not a secret holiness. I'm just, I'm just thinking about her. Sometimes I wonder that thing. I wonder that thing sometimes. It's a prayer meeting. Everybody's praying. You just see somebody... I'm like, okay, I'm trying to figure this thing out. Okay, so there must be a revelation you are getting right now. 
Is that at least collective prayer? See, there are many things that are wrong with us. Many things that are wrong with us. Many things. Praise God. Let me say this is around the way for like <laughs> till next year. God, or, or do you worship? Sometimes you worship when we just become holy all of a sudden. Oh, the Lord. I'm sure we are meditating on the lyrics. How great thou art. You know, because we don't understand. There are things you don't understand. You don't, we don't understand. You don't understand the holiness of a meeting. When we set a time, everybody came together and we've, we've called God to come. You call the Spirit of God to come. And then, and then, and then, praise God, maybe somebody is here laboring, trying to, to take us to uh, praise the Lord. It's because why we don't worship, we don't sing. We don't worship, we don't sing. There are some of us, the only time we sing is when we come to a meeting. That's the only time, honestly, the only time we sing. The closest we do is sometimes when we are car, our car listening to Rolari or something inside your car. Or listening to a song in your earphone. You know that that's not singing. You know that, you know that listening to, mu- to music in your ears, is not singing. You have not worshipped God. You've listened to one hour of worship. You've not worshipped God. You haven't worshipped. Some of us have not really worshipped God for weeks. We don't practice it. We don't practice these things. Many of us don't practice these things. That's why we are not engaged. Word is here. The word is here that we are hearing. The life we are living is down here. On the other side, we are not connecting. Things are not connecting. Why? Because we are not doing the things that that should engage us. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? As a Christian, I'm sure at this level, with this kind of word, it should be worship. You should be able to worship, worship God well, worship God well. Amen. Right now, the problem we should be having is that we don't have enough time to worship. We say, ah, oh, 45 minutes, oh, that's too short. Why? Because we need time. Because we need time to worship. Amen. Praise God. Um, many of us, are, it's, like you're, it's like you're trying to, to, let's say you've not been to, you travel to Spain. You've never been to Spain before. And then you won't just go out and have a nice time. You cannot just go out and have a nice time. Number one, you don't know where to go. You don't know where they sell coffee. Amen. You don't know where they sell coffee. You don't know where the restaurant is. You don't know where the amusement park is. You don't know where anything is. You can't just walk outside. You will just, be, you, you will just look lost. And at the end of the day, you've not enjoyed yourself. Because you don't know. But if you visited the place before, you have attractions. You know, ah, that spot, there are coffee in that place, that place, that place. 
you've been around the city, you know the place. You can go there, you can you know where to go. That's where worship is. That's the way worship. Sometimes a song comes, you don't even know what to do with the song. It's like a strange something coming to you. Because you've not worshipped God well. We're not conversant with the, with, the, with the attitude of worship. And that's why we are not broken. Many of us are not broken. Why? Because we don't worship God. We are not broken because we don't what? We don't worship. We don't worship God. We don't know the feel, you don't know the, we, not, we don't know the feeling of your open, you know, lifting up your hands to your, your maker. Forget about anybody who is looking and saying, well, forget about that. Lifting up your hands to your maker, opening up your heart, rending your heart, opening out your vocal cords and singing to him. Some of us don't know the impact, you don't know what that thing is because we don't do it. You don't know that, you don't know that worship can transport you in the spirit. And the transportation is not is the transportation of your of inward state. You'll be changing state as you are worshiping because of you are releasing your voice. You are, you are inwardly, your heart is changing state. What's happening in worship? You can be experiencing brokenness. Things can be happening to your heart. Are you getting after a while? You see a lot of things. The word of God, the, the spirit of God, begin, begin to speak the word of God to you. It can begin to minister to you in different kind of different kind of ways. Why? 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 Because you allowed your tongue. To set your body on fire. If you keep the tongue, you don't want, you don't release the tongue. Nothing will happen. You will just sit down. You will come. You stand the way you are. You will go the same way. You won't experience. You will miss. You will abuse the time, the opportunity that we have. Some of us we are just we are just too heavy, too moody. Praise God. Moody. By the time you, you try to take the first step out of your moodiness, worship has already gone like almost close to one hour. Before, before. Amen. <laughs> what, what makes us moody is the conversation that, that we are. All, all the things that we, all the, the, and, and we check, there's no, 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 there's no tangible reason why. Because of where we are living. We are living wretchedly. When you live wretchedly, you worship God wretchedly. When you live wretchedly, you also pray wretchedly. You pray like you're praying to a God that you don't know. Like he's not, because you're not conversant with him. Praise God. The world of everlasting life is a world of beings who are together. Spirit, soul, and body coming. When Joshua crossed the Red Sea, was about to cross, they were trying to gain, to gain the wisdom to cross the Red Sea. The Lord came to him and told him that, look, this book of the law should not depart from your mouth. Not, not heart thinking, no, no, mouth. Right? This book of the Lord shall not depart of your mouth. For therein shall you meditate. Day. Meditation in the scripture doesn't mean thinking. Yes, sir. Right? Meditation in the scripture. Anytime you see meditate in the Bible, it's not thinking. That thinking thing is a Greek, is a thought, is a, is a, is a pagan thought. Of just, it's not a scripture thought. Just thinking. Oh, no. That's not a, Christ, a scripture thought. 
That's not, and that's not even the Jewish tradition. The way you meditate is by you say it. You say it. If you're not saying it, you're not meditating. So scriptural meditation is by using of your tongue. So when you say, therein, um, should you meditate? Then, then so shall you observe to do according to all that has been said to you. So if, you do not, if, it, if it, it's departing from your mouth, you will not observe to do. The way you observe to do is when it's not departing. So you must say to observe. If you're not saying it, you won't observe it to do it. The observation to do is the observation of the heart. The observation of the heart to do. To observe to do. So it means that saying it, it raises up the commandment to employ a place where you can, you can see it in an engaged way, not in a passive way. There's commandment that comes, revelation that comes, like everything I've been saying today now. You think you've heard what I said, you've not heard anything. I, I assure you, I assure you, listen, I assure you that everything I've said today, you have not heard it. You've not heard what I said. Do you know the only people who will hear what I've said? Those who are able to go back and reawaken what I've, I'm saying. Think about it. Think about the scriptural basis. And then can, based on the, that, script, that basis of scripture, can talk it out. Talking it out in any means capable. Talking it out can be talking it out with your brethren. Talking it out can mean, okay, let me now go and worship. And actually sing. And let's say tonight I want to spend time worshiping God in my heart. Or I want to actually pray. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Otherwise, everything I just said will just be like this. Maybe by this time, maybe by this time next year, they will have to open this message again. I will still be saying, um, all of you, um, praise God. <laughs> that will not be our portion in Jesus' name. Christians are talking people. If you are not saying it, you are not doing it. You are not doing it well. You must be saying it. If you are living in revelation, you'll be saying, every time they are talking, somehow you will tangent the revelation, somehow scripture. You, it's, it's not too far from your mouth. Not because you want to share something. No, it's just because that is your conversation. You are constantly, that's what you are thinking constantly. Imagine you've been thinking about something all day that it won't come out by mistake. Come on, it will come out. It will come out. It will find a way to come out. There will be a scenario where that thing will come out. You will talk about it. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? The reason why we don't, we, we, by now we are also masters of certain things. So when it comes to like Christ, for example, I mean scripturally, and then being able to lay the thoughts of scripture that build up the revelation and understanding of Christ. We should be masters of it. Not that you go and take your note. You should to, to, to raise it out of your heart. From your heart, you can describe the realm of Christ. I say this, tell me about sanctification. You can talk about it, not, not quoting something. Yes, I'm talking about it from the installation yes. of the understanding that's within your heart. Yes, Praise the Lord. The Lord will help us, eh? The Lord will help us. Next year, by God's grace, will be an awesome year. Yeah. It will be a year of, of coming into these things. 
where they will begin to, they will be our life. Amen. That next year, the book of the law will not be far from our mouth. Amen. It won't begin from school of the spirit. It won't be like other ones, eh? Nothing will be absent from full of the spirit. Your spirit will be there. Your soul will be there. Your body. Your body will be there. I'm seeing change of conversation beginning to happen. All the things that we need to import into our way of living, our, our language. See, some of us, eh, we, are, we are ashamed to change. Why? Because your friends know you a certain way. And there's a pride you've attached to being that person. See, that's the most foolish reason not to change. That's the worst reason not to change. Because you know that when you are changing, they'll be wondering, ah, what's going on? Ah, uh-uh. I thought you would react. Ah, you didn't react to this thing. Oh, ah, you are becoming holy. Oh. You know when they say that thing to you, you are becoming holy, you will feel like, ah, let them not. Uh. <laughs> you know that meekness of, yeah, I'm trying to be holy. I'm not holy yet, but I'm actually trying. You know that meekness? That meekness of taking the baby steps, of, of being able to, to, to beginning from conversation and then following through with action. Actually, not give up. Stay on those ways we need to be transformed and allow God to walk that thing out in us. That is a thing of meekness. It's meekness. It's meekness that makes a soul in the midst of your friends be changing. And they are seeing you changing. <laughs> you, know why? you know why it's meek? Because implied in that is that you are admitting that who you are what is not good. Are you getting what I'm And so that's what, that's what we are afraid of admitting. Amen. Sometimes God might com- convict you of maybe how you talk. You can cover it up with, oh, no, well, that doesn't mean I'm not spiritual. I just say things the way they are. Say, lie, you are carnal. Change your tone. Be kind. Be nice. Be patient. Bear the fruit. Allow the Holy Spirit to work it out in you. When, when the Holy Ghost brings your friend to come and mention something, don't forget what they are saying and say, what, what is the motive behind why you are saying it? Are you, are you trying to say that? Are you trying to say that? Are you, that's how we think a lot of times. The Lord wants to make you change something. Then rather you turn it off and you start seeing the motive of the person who the Lord is trying to come and and help you with. And then some of us have, have become the police of changing others. But we, we, are, we, are, we never change. Right? We have no variableness, no shadow of what? Of turning. But we, we, we monitor that people's spirituality. Ah, I thought you are becoming spiritual. We push their button. Let's check if they will react this way. When we do this, Ah, you see, ah, 
You still have work to do. Whereas you, you are a devil. See, see, this thing is not a joke. If, it's, if, you, if you think it's a joke, if you want to joke, don't come here. Don't be around this place. Go somewhere else and joke here, there. People are, are trying to give, sow their lives. Are you getting what I'm saying? To sow their lives to, up, to receive God. Don't allow the devil to use you to make mockery of the transformation. You know, when, when somebody is trying to change it, maybe they behave some, somehow. But you see, they are trying to change. They are taking baby steps of trying to change their behavior. You start, and then you start mocking them. Or you start then behaving like a police around them to say, ah, you see that? I knew you would fail. I knew you. I knew that thing is still inside you. You are a devil. Stop it. Rather, what should you do? You praise them. Ah, you are becoming so nice these days. Ah, wow, you are really coming better. In fact, you are convicting me. God needs to help me to be. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's how you are supposed to be. Some of us do those things. Sometimes we do it jokingly. Don't joke that kind of joke. It's not a joke. Let your joke only edify. Don't tease anybody. You say, well, I'm just teasing them now. I didn't mean it. No, if you're teasing, hurt them. You hurt them. You have the responsibility for that. Heaven will hold you responsible for that. Don't hurt. Be harmless. Those little things, those little foxes that spoil the vine, eradicate them out, move them out and see. See how they, sometimes it's little things that can just keep you at a level. You won't go too far. But next year will be a year of acceleration. I'm talking about change because of courage. Like, they spoke to Joshua to become courageous. You have courage to, to face defects in your character, in your nature, by light and by revelation. To open up your heart to the revelation of God, to bring change to you. Just begin to pray. Let's pray just for maybe a minute or so. And just pray and ask the Lord for, for strength. Enfratapa, Lubresto, Prasso, Shembra, Lubra, Havaroshe, Embrala, Paso, Tai, Akala, Shota, Lavarota, Parioske, Masse, Sotala, Baro, Navaranava, Sotala, Vosto, Pranto, Librantala, Yaravos, Enfrandala, Pariarabaso, Sotaka, Takale, Pataka, Yarabata, Karianabosa, Rumpa, Parambarota, Limbrano, Zosete, Likrasos, Kelyarabazose. Om Prapa Papa Papa Rapa Sasata Lava Zosete Rima Zosekrete Kere de Voske Em Papa Em Prapa Zo Prapa Se Prapa Zo Prapa Se Prapa Ze Prapa Se Prapa 
Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name we pray. Our Father, we thank you tonight. We bless your holy name. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we give you thanks for everything that you have done for us. Thank you. Thank you for bringing us to this point and all the paths we've had to take to come here. Thank you for the blessing. Thank you for all that you have done for us. Thank you, Jesus, for not holding any aspect of your standard back, but making it plain to us that we should know what is required of us. We pray, Lord, that you will help us, Lord, to find the grace to respond to you as you would want us to. We ask, oh God, for the, the brokenness of heart that this word needs to meet in our spirit. And that you will help us, that we will arrive at the transformation. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you for this year. Thank you for all that you have done for us. Thank you for keeping us, for helping us. For we have found help at every turn, at every point. Lord, we give you all the glory. We thank you, our Father. It's not of him that wills, of him that runs, but it's of you that showeth mercy. We thank you for showing mercy to us. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. Thank you for the school of the Spirit that's coming. Lord, we will come, Lord, with, with the right posture. Lord, to receive your blessing. Thank you, Father, because the heaven is already open over us. 
thank you for everything is set in the spirit for you to bless us. Lord, thank you, Lord, for next year. Next year will be our year. For everybody, everybody here, Lord, every one of us, I pray next year will be our year. Thank you, Lord. We will never be defeated. We will go from victory to victory to victory to victory in the name of Jesus. Thank you for the heavens already open for next year. Thank you for all that you will say and all that you will do. We give you all the praise. Lord, I ask for replenishing of strength as we go and take a few days of rest. I ask we will not rest in the flesh. But Father, you will quicken and help us with wisdom to keep our heart, with the, to keep the preparation which you have wrought in us. Thank you, our Father. We receive all the we give you all the glory and we ask you to receive all the praise from us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth.